Welcome to the Hometown Sports Show, episode number 14. Or is it or is it 15? You know, we're gonna go with episode 14. Yeah, 14's good. 14's good. I wanna earn that 15, you know? Indeed. Yeah, though, week four. Week four just wrapped up. Kind of outside, I was going to say, just kind of an average week in uh, <laughs> football, but I kind of forgot all the COVID crazy shit that's going on. And the Browns yeah. won. <laughs> yeah, and the Browns scored more points than anybody this week. Yeah, we had the Titans-Steelers got canceled and moved to another week. We had a game postponed. Now we got two Monday night games. A little, a little double trouble action. Which is kind of crazy. They moved the game and they set them like an hour and 45 minutes apart. You would have thought that they would have set them. So you could watch both of them, both full games, like unless it went into overtime or something. But I mean, one's going to start in like the third quarter of the other one. It just kind of seems like a crazy mix up, but it is what it is, I guess. It sounds like a better's beauty, though. Yeah, so kind of a crazy week schedule-wise, but I mean, nothing super crazy happened in the league. Like the other week, we had all those injuries and stuff. Nothing like that happened this week. So, I mean, I guess that's good. A couple people got injured, obviously, but uh, that happens every single week. Week four, we're going to go top five at every single position for fantasy this week. And it's kind of funny. There's one outlier at every single position. Somebody, you're like, wow, really? And it's, it's kind of funny, like it's so glaring too. Top five quarterbacks, we got Dak Prescott. He scored 37 points. Tom Brady had 32. Teddy Bridgewater had 26. Josh Allen had 25. And Lamar Jackson had 25. Who was the outlier? <laughs> My man, Teddy. Teddy B. Yeah. yeah, man. Top three this week. So good week from him, man. 276 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick and then he had 32 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground so most of the top guys had either at least four touchdowns or a rushing touchdown the rushing really does push your value up speaking of rushing even danny dimes got some rushing where did he end up this week actually because i did see that he had some rushing yards this week so he should yeah. probably be at least up there a little bit like He's probably been- not as low as that we thought he was what do we say he was like 24 i think i put him at where's he at he finished fifth in rushing yards at quarterback this week. All right, one so second. people Let probably me... got a little bit of people probably got some points off of uh, Daniel Jones this week. Then, well, the, it's about time somebody started him. Oh, what was that? This just in. This just in. One second. Breaking news. Out of all the quarterbacks that have played so far, he is last at the position. He has ten fantasy points, and yeah, he's got ten point one fantasy points. On the day, but hey, he finished fifth overall at the position in rushing. So, well done, Danny Dimes. Sad time to be a Giants fan, for sure. Or Jones, if you're uh, Daniel Jones' dad. (laughs) (laughs) Drive by on his dad? (laughs) Probably not super proud. You're probably not wearing that uh, Daniel Jones jersey out to... Pick, get the paper out of the driveway, you know. The Joneses and Trubisky's are probably close friends. <laughs> all right, running backs, top five running backs this week. you almost probably going to think the first one's the outlier, but he's not. Joe Mixon had 36 points. Dalvin Cook had 26. Melvin Gordon had 24. Chris Carson had 22. And Latavius had 20 points. So, man, my dude Mixon, everybody was down on him. I had so many questions about, man, should I start him? Like, bro, you have to start him. He's going to break out at some point. And I didn't think it was going to be this game, though. 
He really just killed it this week. 36 points, 10 points more than anybody else. Joe Mixon must start from here on out. That's what I like to see. Yeah, I, I blew it. I blew it. I, I actually, I played uh, David Johnson, kind of giving Houston some type of, oh, you guys got to turn it around. Guys, I'm all the way out on Houston at this point until they can prove me different. I dropped Brandon Cooks today for T. Higgins. Actually, hey, hey, so did I. I, I dropped Brandon Cooks today for T. Higgins. Higgins for president, first off. We should have already been dropped him. Yeah, I'm still a believer in him, and if it was a 12-team league, I wouldn't have. But, I mean, we got deep teams. It's a 10-teamer, and, and it's the early birds. You could drop them whenever, and I pulled the trigger today. I do like the early bird league. I do yeah, like it's, that. It's pretty cool. We're gonna, I'm going to make it a thing next year. I'm going to try anyway. We'll see. Receivers, we got six here because the number five dude's tied. Top five, Odell Beckham finished number one at receiver. And and this is going into the Sunday night game, so we don't have any of the Sunday or Monday night games on here. So, But Odell um, Beckham going to still finish number one. He was on fire today. About time that the Browns started using him. Uh, that's why I put him in my top. What I do, five, six, whatever. Yeah, top five. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but man, the Browns look good. We can't. I can't wait to get that game. Yeah, number two, DJ Shark. I'm pretty pumped to see that. Number three, Amari Cooper at 21.4. Shark had 21.5. CD Lamb was number four at 20.2. And then tied for fifth, Mike Evans and Adam Thielen at 18.2 each. So that's where we sit with the receivers. How many of those people you have on your teams? Um, I got DJ Shark. And Evans. I got Evans a couple places, but uh, then just DJ Chark. But, yeah, that's really oh, yeah. it. I got me some Evans, CD Lamb, and OBJ. This week I did good. And I still took an L because of uh, that. I have uh, Roethlisberger in a bunch of leagues. so Couldn't have asked me during the running backs or the quarterbacks. I got Mixon and Dalvin Cook everywhere. <laughs> you already know I, I did that for a, a little self-clout. Yeah, make yourself feel good. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm right now. I think I'm looking at. Uh, I'm projected five and zero this week. Uh, things could change for sure, but uh, it's a good week to be uh, the Endsman's Enforcer slash hometown sports show slash Browns fan. Yeah, yeah, three and one the Browns man. Uh, tight ends top five got Mark Andrews at number one. This was a really bad week for tight end man. <laughs> really, really bad. Um, Mark Andrews. After you talked about my tight end. Yeah, Mark Andrews is the man. He had like 50-some yards and two touchdowns. The number two, Dalton Schultz. Man, Schultz is really moving up my list too, man. Somebody, unfortunately, not moving up my list. Number three, O.J. Howard, man. You see he ruptured his Achilles today? He ruptured his Achilles now that he's finally actually uh, a tight end. Yeah, he had his best game in two years. He had like 50 yards and a touchdown and ruptured his Achilles, so he's out for definitely the rest of the year. Best of luck, though. I hope he comes back and uh, is better than ever, really. Number four, Austin Hooper had 9.4 points. And number five, TJ Hawkinson. He had nine yards and a touchdown, and he he might have had like a two-point conversion, too, or something, but he finished at number five at the position with nine yards and a touchdown. So Yeah, crazy crazy that Hooper got back up there because we were literally just talking about how Hooper may be the third option on the Browns. But it seems like they really ran out there and gave him a little bit of work. And if you were watching the game, it kind of seemed like him, uh, Baker and Hooper had a little, a little connection. Maybe did I see a yeah, little spark there? I'm not yeah, sure. He was looking for him a little. Uh, 
Baker only hit five guys with passes, man. That's kind of crazy. Uh, he threw it at Hooper seven times, caught five of them for 34 on a touchdown. I mean, Harrison Bryant, man, he uh, he got four for 37. So he does look at the tight ends, and uh, that's the problem right there is if Harrison Bryant hadn't caught four for 37, then Hooper would have really had an awesome game. So The problem is that Baker kind of can't throw, man. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't give me that. Baker can't throw. Baker was fine today. You're right. Let Baker bake. Yeah, let Baker bake. Can't throw him under the bus at three and one. Wait until <laughs> two weeks from now when we're three and three. <laughs> he he just Dak can't. Prescott threw almost more yards in the first quarter than he did all game. But you know what? Brown scored more points, baby. So that was the top fives. We're going to get into the Thursday night game. We had the Broncos versus the Jets. The Broncos won 37-28. Quarterbacks in this game. You started Brett Rippin this week in the 16th. I, I had Rippin because of uh, the COVID. I even streamed uh, quarterback in a 16-teamer. So the whole COVID kind of caught me off guard. So I had to put Rippin in. And you know what? Even though he threw uh, three interceptions, I'm not mad. He was all right. Yeah, man. He uh, for for what you were looking for, he he more than did the job. A sixteen team. There's no quarterbacks, and you just had to pick somebody up. Thank God, I, my backup wasn't Danny Dimes. <laughs> you probably lost. So yeah, like well done. And uh, man, Darnold though, he had uh two thirty, no touchdowns, no picks. He had eighty four and a touchdown on the ground. He finished right behind Lamar Jackson. He finished six overall at the position this week. So with no touchdown passes, that's crazy. So yeah, well done for uh, old Darnold, man. And then running yeah, back. And on, honestly, just real quick, I hope that Darnold can figure it out. I hope that the Jets can figure it out because between me and you, I like the Jets way better than the Giants anyway. I hope they get the plane off the ground. No pun intended. Because I, uh, the Giants, it don't, it honestly doesn't even feel like they're trying. It feels like the Jets have tried for a while. They just couldn't figure it out. So I hope the Jets figure it out. Running backs, not much to say about the Jets. Gore had 13 carries for 30 yards. Uh, Love Bell's eligible to come off the IR next week. So we'll be looking more into that. We'll talk about that during the week five preview. See if he's actually going to come off and play this week. Because I was hoping for Perrine to step into his role, but that hasn't really happened. So we'll see what happens next week. Denver, though, man. Melvin Gordon just came to Melvin play. Melvin Gordon. And I couldn't honestly wait until, uh, to get to this game because I remember when we were doing the mock draft, if you guys want to go back to that, Mike actually talked me into getting Melvin Gordon because we were talking about how uh, we were selling him short, which he agrees to. And I took Melvin Gordon over Jonathan Taylor because uh, Mike wanted Jonathan Taylor. And it's not like Jonathan Taylor is a bum. But Melvin Gordon is the exact same Melvin Gordon that left uh, the Chargers. And he looks good, even on a bad Broncos team. Yeah, he's if you have him on your team, you've got to be running him out there. I'd say he's probably like mid-RB2 mid rest of the season. He's easy top 20, though, you know? So you got to run him out there. He was kind of in that David Johnson round in the draft. David Johnson, Lev Bell. Yeah, and if, and if you took Gordon over David Johnson, you're... You're loving and you're life t- right yeah, now. you're you're taking your wife out for t- uh, two for twenty to Applebee's, baby, and you're each getting two. <laughs> you feel me? Receivers in this game: Jamison Crowder had seven for a hundred and four. Jeff Smith, if you know who, who that is, yeah. Oh, Jeff, oh my Jeff neighbor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, he's out 
water in the lawn when you leave in the morning. So, hey, Jeff. But, yeah, seven receptions for 81 yards for Jeff Smith. That's basically all you got to talk about on the Jets. Braxton Berrios, man, he fell off. He had three targets for zero receptions this week. Braxton Berrios era is over. For Denver, Tim Patrick had six for 113 and a touchdown, so did not see that coming. A lot of people were talking up KJ Hamler, and he didn't even show up in the box score. I don't know if he was I hurt. I was excited for Hamler just, a little bit, too. If he just didn't get a target, I don't know. But uh, Judy had two for 61 and a touchdown. So he Judy's was, a dog. Yeah, yeah. So he was startable. And uh, Fant had five receptions for 35 yards, which basically, that sucks, but that's borderline tight end one this week. So, hey, your boy Herndon had one for 11, which... I mean, he really didn't lose ground with Gasicki this week, so that's actually not too bad. Yeah, that's basically it from this game, though. So we'll move on. Next game, we got the Colts versus the Bears. This was not a pretty offensive game. Colts won 19-11. The quarterbacks, not a heck of a lot to say about the quarterbacks. I mean, they've just kind of been... uh, We were hoping for maybe some bigger things from Foles, but he had 249, a touchdown, and a pick, 11 fantasy points. And Phil Rivers just had 190 and a touchdown. So really, I mean, you you weren't starting Rivers and you probably weren't starting Foles either because the Colts' defense has been pretty good so far. Just on this game, we called the Bears. Definitely got to take an L at some point because I kind of went in on that a little bit. Yeah, you said they were an 0-3 team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, they basically, this game was not pretty from a fantasy aspect. Taylor had 17 for 68. And uh, one reception for 11 yards. David Montgomery, he had 27 yards rushing and 30 yards receiving. So bad game from him, too. Like, better days are ahead for both of them. But I don't think David Montgomery's an every week starter. I think like, he's if you, not. He's if not. you need him, and especially with bye weeks coming up soon, you'll probably be playing him here and there. And, I mean, he'll have some good games, too. But David Montgomery is a huge... Like if you if you have to trade somebody and they're there and you want a receiver and uh, the other person is a little bit weak at running back, David Montgomery is that piece. He's clearly the number one and he's the starter. But man, he's a flex flex at best, depending how <laughs> yeah. deep you are. He's a twenty three year old version of thirty five year old Frank Gore. <laughs> Receivers Zach Pascal led the Colts with fifty eight yards. I kind of thought T.Y. Hilton might be breaking out this week, but it wasn't meant to be. He had three catches for 29 yards, so you can sit him right on the bench for the rest of the yeah. season. Yeah, At least so, until he breaks out, but yeah, I, I was hoping for big things. and Yeah, we both we both agree, right? Like We both agree on that Like because I was super, super into T.Y. Hilton this year. Like he was actually one of my like biggest like oh, must-target type players, and I wasn't able to target him just because – he went a little higher than I wanted, value-wise or whatever, but I'm almost happy that I gave you guys the wrong information. I wouldn't be dropping him, but I definitely you can't would not drop be him. Starting. He's one of those players you can't drop. He, I don't even, I don't even know if he's a buy low. Like I, I said that on the preview, I almost think he's a sell low, man. Really, you know, see what you can get, man. Yeah, Maybe yeah, sell his name, man. Yeah, sell his name. Talk about his past stats a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think he'll have a few good games, but you just can't start him. Bears side, Allen Robinson. Real real quick on the T.Y. Hilton. 
Who you got, Marvin Jones or T.Y. Hilton? Rest of the season? Yeah. Man, we got the Lions next game. He really didn't do much either. Uh, I will go... I'll go T.Y. Hilton in that case, but man, that's pretty close. Right. I think he's right there because I think you're not going to play T.Y. Hilton at this point moving forward. So if you're going to, you might as well play somebody like Marvin Jones and get that Marvin Jones upside. And <laughs> you love that Marvin Jones upside, man. <laughs> it's huge, man. Yeah, but then there's that Marvin Jones downside, that one reception for nine yards that he got this week. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, five targets, three receptions for 29. What's the difference? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there. Uh, both these guys are glued to the damn bench, but yeah. I mean, that's definitely, T.Y. was going rounds ahead of Marvin Jones, and that's, that's I, I do agree, that's where he's at, so. Bears receivers, we got Allen Robinson. He got 7 of 10 for 101 yards and a touchdown. He's really the only must-start for the Bears, I would say. Shit, the Colts too, <laughs> other than Taylor. But Anthony Miller, he's been so on again, off again this year. He has, in odd weeks, weeks 1 and 3, he has 24.6 points. In week 2 and 4, he has 1.6. So, next week, week 5... I don't know about you, but I'm playing Anthony Miller next week. And and <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. I am not playing Anthony Miller next week. He's worth a spot on your team, but not worth a start because you really can't count on it, man. So Yeah, honestly, like you hate to have players like Anthony Miller on your team. Like Christian Kirk is similar. Like someone that you can't really drop, you can't really trade. There's definitely – at times, even in deeper leagues, there's better people in the uh, free agents, but it, you can't really just drop them into the free agents. It, it's it's just such a it, pain because I don't think it's Miller. I think it's the situation. I think he's an awesome player, and he's just the victim of his situation. Tight ends, Mo Cox had a 13-yard touchdown reception. He's only... Colts pass catcher worth starting right now. Uh, that's his third good game in a row. I'd, I'd really say, man, he's right on the edge of like tight end one status. Like, 100%. That's what I say. And I kind of feel bad for not uh, dropping Logan Thomas for Ali Cox, honestly. But in this game, he only had two targets. So Yeah, yeah he just got lucky, man. So. Yeah, so be careful. But I do think he's by far the most athletic receiver they got left, honestly. Jimmy Graham had four receptions for 33 yards, more along the lines of what I thought from him. So that's that game. Next game, Saints beat the Detroit Lions 35-29. to Drew Brees had 246 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick for 15.5 fantasy points. Did you watch that game by chance? No, I did not. You know how hype I was on uh, Drew Brees at the beginning of the year? Yeah. He needs Michael Thomas. ASAP. Yeah, I would say. Hey, I mean they're they're making it work still, but yeah, I mean yeah, because they're legit. They're actually a, like they're a solid team. But Breeze and honestly, even a little bit of Tom Brady. We'll get to Tom Brady in a little bit. He kind of figured it out later in the game. But man, he's kind of showing his age. He kind of needs that guy that's gonna divide himself from the defense so he can get that solid pass or whatever the case may be. But man, he was struggling early. It was yeah. it was kind of ugly because I was even talking to one of the guys in the other in uh, one of our leagues, and I was like, man, I kind of can't believe that I said that he was one of those 
lottery ticket, gonna win your league type guys because he's not. Well, you know, you're gonna take an L on a couple Drew Brees bets this year, and maybe that'll learn you. <laughs> yeah, Stafford, though. <laughs> Stafford had 206 and three touchdowns. He was worth starting. He uh, was ninth at the position going into the Sunday night game. Hey, you were talking about, man, Stafford's a buy low, too, so maybe not after this game. But, yeah, I mean, before this game, you probably could have gotten him for free. So maybe, I, I hope Yeah, and I think that's actually cool. exactly what you said, yeah. that you could get him for free. But, I don't know, Stafford's just one of those guys that uh, if he wouldn't have got hurt last year, he would have thrown for over 5,000 yards. Running backs, we got kind of, uh, we said in the preview, it's a tale of two different teams. Kamara's a beast in the, I mean, Saints in general, man. Kamara had 83 and a touchdown and then three receptions for 36 through the air. He finished with 17 standard fantasy points. And then, like we were saying, Latavius had the better fantasy game. He had 64 yards and two touchdowns on the ground uh, and then a 19-yard reception to finish with 20. DeAndre Swift, though, for the Lions, he at least got, more involved this week he had 11 standard fantasy points only ran the ball four times but that's four more times than he ran it last month or last yeah. week and so. he did end up grabbing that little uh receiving touchdown yeah he had 30 but... and a touchdown through the air so i mean it, at least he got involved he's still not starting him but uh i mean and at it, least it's he like was involved it, adrian yeah Peterson, yeah it's still it's still ap right yeah i mean I said he got the bulk of the rushing work, but it was only 11 rushes for 36 yards. I think they ran it 16 times total. So it's funny. I'm watching the Browns every week, and there's just running it so much. And then you you look up a box score like this one, and it's like 16 rushes total. It's like, man, the Browns are playing a different game than everybody else. Right. Seriously, when it comes to rushing, they really are. It's honestly kind of fun to watch. Receivers... Traquan had one of those Traquan games, just blew up 54 rece- receiving yards and two touchdowns. But man, Traquan, he's just in a weird position because not many people played him. He didn't have a great day yardage or target wise, but he got those two touchdowns. So he had an awesome game. But Michael Thomas is probably on his way back either this week or this coming week or the week after. Only other receiver to talk about in this one is Emmanuel Sanders. He showed up today. He's got six of nine targets for 93 yards. And it's his second good game in a row, man. So 65% of leagues he's owned in, but I, th- I think that should probably be at least 75, you know? Yeah, I was I was in on uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I thought he was going to do a little bit better, especially since uh, Michael Thomas has been injured, but he's holding his own. He's doing all right. Traquan Smith. I wouldn't rush out and grab him on the waivers, honestly. Yeah, I, I would leave him there, man. Yeah, deep, unless deep it's like leaves. a six. Yeah, six yeah. Deep, 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 deep. Yeah, deep, deep. <laughs> Did you see uh, one of the guys in our league actually ran out there? I don't even know who he dropped, but he picked uh, Traquan Smith up and played him. Killed it. I, I hope I play that guy next week so he can play him again against me. Um, tight ends in this game. There were quite a few questions on Twitter about Adam Troutman. Because Cook was out, and it was like, hey, like, there was somebody wrote an article about how Troutman was going to fill in for Jared Cook, and he was going to have an expanded role this week. I don't even know if he played. He didn't get a target, though. So I was telling people, like, man, yeah, you got to see it before you can just throw somebody out there most times. And, yeah, I mean, I hope nobody did. We'll see, though. 
And Hawkinson, I mean, he had two receptions, nine yards, and a touchdown, but that was good enough for fifth at the position. And that was that game. Next one, we got Cardinals lost to the Panthers 21-31. to Can we all agree that the Cardinals don't know what's going on over there? Yeah, the Cardinals, man. The only good player on the team is DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm not even sure about Kingsbury at all. When you get fired by Texas Tech, he didn't leave Texas Tech to become an NFL head coach. He got fired from Texas Tech and then got an NFL head coaching job. So there are questions about him, man, really. Kyler had 133 yards passing, but, I mean, somehow he still had three touchdowns. Then he had 78 yards rushing, so he finished with 23 fantasy points, which is top 10 at the position. Bridgewater had his best game of the season, though. 276 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And then he had 32 and a touchdown on the ground. Kenyon Drake, terrible day. I don't want to say I told you so about Kenyon Drake every podcast, but, I mean, we, man, if you drafted Kenyon Drake, I'm sorry. 13 rushes, 35 yards, had three and a half points. (laughs) I mean, we've said many times, you shouldn't draft Kenyon Drake, and we don't like Kenyon Drake. Even when he was in Miami, I was uh, repping the Kalen Balage. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how much you hated Kenyon Drake. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I, I mean, I still expected him to be getting like 60 yards, a couple touchdowns here and there. I mean, he really dominated last year when he got to the Cardinals. So I thought he would at least be a low end RB2 or something this year, but not even, man. Uh, honestly, but, man, I, I really don't think Kingsbury can use running backs. He's a heavy wide receiver type guy by the looks of it. Like, I mean, I mean, that's what that's what Texas Tech was, man. Yeah. All they did was pass the ball. So, yeah. Game one, Hopkins came out most receptions he's ever had. But with that being said, they can't get Kirk no work. They can hardly get anybody else any work. Like, it's it's a confused offense, a confused system. I'm not buying into this at all anymore. Kingsbury likes to pass it. Kyler had 133 yards passing. Mike Davis, though, for the Panthers, he had another good game. 84 and a touchdown, and then five receptions for 27 yards. 17.1 fantasy points. I hate to say it, but if you got Davis, you got to play him till McCaffrey gets back. I, I don't think he's as good as he's played so far, but proof is in the numbers sometimes. What about Bonifon? Yeah, Bonifon. He had 10 attempts rushing, 53 50. yards, and he also had a little... Two receptions for 18. 13.1 fantasy points himself. That was kind of impressive. I didn't even know he was, they gave him work. Well done for him. Right. We did say, yeah, we did say in the preview, though, this would be probably a Christian Kirk game since Isabella killed it last week. And, I mean, he led the team in fantasy points with 19 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, it's only but 7.9, it, but. Yeah, but it wasn't, man. It wasn't. Like, this game is proof that... This uh, is a nobody game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, this game is proof. Like, if you got Christian Kirk, like, I was in a situation where I could have dropped Kirk for Hardman. Should have done it. Like, so if Hardman or whatever, whoever is still in your league, drop Kirk, man. I'm not even mad if you guys come back and you're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have dropped Kirk. I'm tired of it. The offense is uh, questionable. The, The whole team's questionable. Clearly, Hopkins is getting all the work. I'm good. I'm good on Kirk. I agree. I'm good on Christian Kirk, too. Panthers receivers, Robbie Anderson is still a thing. He had eight receptions for 99 yards, outproduced DJ Moore again. I am team DJ Moore. 
I'm going to ride it until the season's over. He only had four receptions for 49, but that's not terrible. You know, that's fine. It just, can we just get the big games? I mean, Robbie Anderson, he's the thing, I guess. If you got Robbie Anderson, he was going later than all these guys too. And Anderson's almost a must play at this point. I got him as like my fifth receiver. That's a win. You got him as your fifth receiver in a 16-team league. So he's one of the best values of the season, really. So so good on you if you got Robbie Anderson. And, man, you got to be playing him. I'd probably be playing him almost over like somebody like Michael Gallup right now, really. Right. Not the other two in Dallas. But next game, this is a fun one for me. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 33-25. to a young QB matchup, Gardner Minshew versus Joe Burrow. Minshew had like a startable game, 351, two touchdowns and a pick, finished with 21 fantasy points. Burrow had 300 yards, a touchdown and a pick, finished with 15. The running backs in this game, this was the biggest focus for me because our 16-team league, my running backs are James Robinson and Joe Mixon. So I was tuned in on this game. James Robinson, if I had to bet before the game started, I would have said James Robinson's going to lead these running backs in fantasy points. And he had another good game, man. 17 rushes for 75 yards, four receptions for 32 yards. He's the only running back on Jacksonville. It, it happened week one, too, but he's the only running back to record a carry or get a target this week. I mean, sometimes Chris Thompson gets involved, but not this week. He's got this job locked down long term. He finished with 10.7 fantasy points, but Joe Mixon went just crazy today. 25 rushes, 151 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Then he had six catches for 30 yards and a touchdown through the air. This week, I told a bunch of people, hold tight. He started slow last year. He's going to come around. And I was rewarded today with my faith, man. (laughs) Ended up with 36 fantasy points, which is, like we said, we are doing these games before Sunday night started but that's gonna be the best game of the of the week for a running back hope all you mixing owners played him no and i, and I sat him Did, yeah <laughs> i sat him yeah so i'm over here really really sad because it, it's in my uh texas league and my team is not the worst team but i keep you want to know what it is like we were talking about earlier david montgomery man did you play him over mixing yeah man Ugh. well you know it is what it is but yeah, man, Mixon. So what do you think about Burrow, though, man? Burrow looking good, no? Man, Burrow's looking awesome. Not great fantasy game today, but man, I, I would be really surprised if he's not top 15 at a, at quarterback by the end of the year, you know? I mean, he was 10th coming into this week. He's going to move down a little bit, I bet. he's. I'd say he's a QB1, man, most weeks, really. Yeah, man, both of these guys really came out here and uh, showed that they're at least they're at least supposed to be in the NFL. You know what yeah. I mean? Minshew out here, uh, 351 yards. Burrow with the 300 yards. Both through an interception, but they're young, so they're learning. They're looking good out here, man. And th- th- this was just one of those games that you like to see. You like to see who's actually working. T. Higgins, he didn't really end up doing as much as I'd like him to, but it's still T. Higgins for president. Yeah, man. Can you really be mad with uh, 77 yards? That's yeah. That's pretty good for your fourth game in the NFL. Tyler Boyd, man, for the Bengals, too. Seven receptions for 90. You see A.J. Green, though. He had five targets, one reception, three yards. Here's one. Who would you rather have rest of the season, A.J. Green or T.Y. Hilton? That's actually probably even better than the upside on Marvin Jones. T.Y. Hilton, man. 
man, that's what I'm thinking. Like, A.J. Green has been getting targets and everything, but I got to go T.Y. just because he doesn't have two young beasts on his team with him right now. Well, that he does, but they're both injured. So And, yeah. and A.J. Green, he is the number one receiver on the Bengals, no, right? Everyone coming in thought that, Supposedly. and he's not. And yeah. he's not. And he's healthy, guys. Like, it's over. Yeah. I love I, AJ Green. I loved watching him growing up. I loved, uh, he's a dog. It's kind of crazy. End of an era. Just, I don't know. I almost traded for him this week, just a little buy low, but I'm so glad I didn't. Jaguars receivers, DJ Chark, eight receptions for 95 yards and two touchdowns. I traded Gallup for him last week, and I didn't play him this week, but uh, I, I'm probably going to be playing him next week because that is a hell of a game. And uh, Chenault, man, Chenault. I'd be playing Chenault over all these guys that we've been talking about, the A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton. I forget who we were talking about last. Uh, oh, the Christian Kirks and all that. Chenault is way over those guys. So I'm going to do a little Chenault hot take. All right. Chenault, next year may just be the DK Metcalf. Watch out. That'd be slick, man. I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, he's coming up. He's kind of low-key. People kind of knew about Chenault just like they knew about DK. Honestly, DK's biggest downfall was just he looked like the best receiver in the league. And people were like, oh, yeah, there's no way. But Chenault kind of has that same vibe. I don't know. Just keep, keep it near and dear to your heart. Moving on. Cleveland Browns, 49, at Dallas Cowboys, 38. The Cleveland Browns came out and just dominated today, man. That was so good to watch. That was my favorite Browns game I've watched in. I, I can't even remember when. So uh, I'm so happy that they won. Probably, probably since 2001, the last time we were 3-1. and one. Uh, Man, maybe. It might have been since 1988 when I was born. So <laughs> that's not even a lie. <laughs> I haven't gotten to see, I've seen one playoff game. So it wasn't some victory in the playoffs. And it was probably the my favorite game since Rudd and William run against the Falcons that got us in the playoffs. So Baker, he had another good real football day. And that's basically, I'm a Browns fan. I'm not even looking for Baker to have fantasy success anymore. I just want him to, like, play efficiently, not turn the ball over, throw a couple touchdowns. like A little, and, a little Jimmy and, G action. As long as he can take the snap and hand it to one of our running backs, I'm so happy. You know, that's all I want from him, really. Yeah, Jimmy G AF. Or uh, maybe a little Derek Carr action, man, honestly. Yeah, that that's all I'm looking for, really. Because you were watching the game, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did Stefanski look a little bit more confident and uh, relaxed on the sidelines to you? Yeah, man. He's really, uh, he's growing into this role. And man, I I got confidence in him. I don't know if I've had confidence in a head coach like I do right now. Man, I am right there with you. Like there was so many times they uh, swung over to the sidelines and you were looking at Stefanski and man, he was relaxed. I feel like he uh, understands what the whole Browns organization and what every, everything that it comes with. He's he's like Henry Winkler in the water boy. He's over there drawing up the plays, looking across. <laughs> like, oh, little baby. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's got, he's running things right now. So Yeah, he's Good in there. Him. He looks super relaxed and uh, 
I love it. Dak went crazy today. 502 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. That was good for 37 fantasy points. Number one at the position, and he's a top five quarterback the rest of the season. They're they're just passing so much that it's like, you got to play him because, man, he, he might average 400 yards passing this year, which is unthinkable, but it might happen, man. Running backs in this game, this is a sad subject for me. Nick Chubb got hurt. As a podcast made by Browns fans, we're really, really hoping he's okay. He was on his way to another awesome day. He had six rushes for 43 yards before he got hurt. So he was going to hit 100, man. Kareem Hunt came in, and he had 11 for 71 and two touchdowns. And he was questionable coming in this week, so he didn't really get the full workload, even though Nick Chubb got hurt. But it was enough to finish with 19.1 fantasy points. Dearness Johnson, he, he played the Kareem Hunt role to Kareem Hunt's Nick Chubb role. He had 13 rushes for 95 yards. And, man, I, I don't know what Nick Chubb's going to – what's going to happen with him. I'm hoping he didn't tear anything. He's going in for an MRI. The Browns are cautiously optimistic about about it and hope he didn't tear anything. Man, if he did, Dearness Johnson has to be up there on your waiver claim, man. If it's Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson the rest of the season or something, if Chubb's out the rest of the season, man, Dearness Johnson's a top, what, 30 running back the rest of the season probably? I'd, I'd assume so. Did you, you know that he was just uh... – Fishing on a boat, waiting for his opportunity. <laughs> yeah, man. Fishing, catching mahi-mahi. We were laughing about that during the game. Like, oh, this guy's just a fisherman, though? Like, we, okay. we got people getting hype over uh, Gallman and Naheem Hines and Mike Davis. And uh, what it seems like is this guy's legit, man. Yeah. I'm betting Chubb's out at least one game. So we'll see if Johnson gets... Get some work next week. I, I assume Kareem Hunt will, since he's going to be a little more healthy, he was kind of questionable and hurt this week. Kareem Hunt's going to get a lot more than 11 carries next week, but I think Dearness Johnson is definitely going to be involved. So, yeah, I mean, keep an eye on Chubb. We'll see what happens with him. But, man, if Chubb is any kind of seriously hurt, Dearness Johnson's my number one waiver claim this week, really. Zeke had a good game. 13 for 54. Still can't hold on to the ball. Yeah, fumbled like you. You kind of called that fumble, man. Uh, eight receptions for 71 yards through the air. 12 and a half fantasy points. Good game. Uh, receivers, man, Odell Beckham. Best game as a Brown. Caught five of eight targets for two touchdowns. And then he had 73 yards and a rushing touchdown today, coming off a big play after the Cowboys clawed back into the game. They were within three points and then... We ran a little reverse around the uh, the right side, and Beckham took it 50 yards for a touchdown. So, man, that was that's the game Browns fans have been waiting for, for uh, Odell. So I'm happy we finally got one. Yeah, 100%. Odell, Odell's a man. Looking forward to moving forward. Like I said, Stefanski looks like he actually he's actually using his weapons accordingly. Yeah, Jarvis Landry had a better passing game than Daniel Jones today. (laughs) (laughs) Cooper caught 12 of 16 targets for 134 and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb had five receptions for 79 yards and two touchdowns. Gallup had two for 29 today after his big game last week. Some days all three are going to go off. Some days it's only going to be two. The only frustrating thing about owning a Cowboys receiver this year is that there's one too many, you know? Through four games, all three have finished first on the Cowboys and fantasy points at least once. So 
they're, they are spreading it around. That's the problem. You're never sure who to start, and you can really play them all. But, man, if there were only two of them there, imagine if it was if Gallup wasn't there, you know? <laughs> Cooper and C.D. Lamb would just be bananas. Or I, I mean, mean, and C.D. Lamb already kind of going bananas, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, C.D. Lamb looks good, man. He looks yeah, he's good. he's so good. And when you were watching the game, Amari Cooper looks big, no? Yeah, yeah. We he looks like a tight end, that. right? Yeah. He's big, a big body dude, man. Tight ends, we talked about Hooper already. But, man, Dalton Schultz, he's a tight end one rest of season, I think. Like, low end, tight end one probably. He's not a top five or anything, but he is definitely he may be, tight end one. He may be. With how many yards uh, Dak is throwing for, he really may be. Yeah, he's easily the fourth option. And I, mean, I honestly, right those guys. Hot take? Maybe not a hot take. Man, he's better than Jarwin. I mean, Jarwin was not vibing with Dak like he is uh, Schultz, man. Yeah, a lot of people week one were talking, oh, man, now it's Schultz. But Schultz is showing up, man. So next game, Vikings beat the Texans 31-23. to Cousins had just game manager Baker Mayfield type game, 260 and a touchdown. Watson had a nice start-worthy game, 300 yards and two touchdowns. He's worth a start, but man, I really do think that not having Hopkins there really does kind of limit his ceiling a little bit. He's not going to be top five every week like he used to be without. Dalvin Cook, I predicted he'd have 200 yards. Didn't have the 200, but he had 130 yards and two touchdowns. So awesome game. Top five running back rest of the season for sure. David Johnson had 63 yards rushing and 29 receiving. It's not an exciting game from him, but he's not a bust either at that point receivers in this game Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson both had 100 yards for the Vikings Thielen had eight receptions 114 yards and a touchdown Jefferson had four for 103 Thielen's an every week start obviously but man this game's kind of pushing Jefferson in that direction honestly Will Fuller for the Texans had 108 yards and a touchdown Stills had 39 and a touchdown Brandon Cooks had three targets and zero yards I still like his outlook for the rest of the season, but like I said, I dropped him for T. Higgins in a league, and you just can't play him right now. So hope for better things from Brandon Cooks moving forward. Yeah, no, I think Brandon Cooks will probably be fine. When you're when you're last on the receiving chart, like, I, I can't mess with you. Yeah, four games, he's had one good game so far. So leave him on your bench. But, man, if, if you need to pick something up, Think about dropping him, I guess. We'll see. I still think he's a beast, but, man, he's just not acting like one. Aiken's streamer right now. He's definitely involved in the offense every week. Three receptions for 46 yards. So I think he's not in that must-own category, but he's definitely he's a streamer. He's mode. definitely uh streamer tight end category for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially with the whole offense in Houston struggling. We'll see. Uh, maybe they'll try to work in something else. Maybe they'll try to run a different setup. I, I don't know. It feels like everybody on their team is D. Johnson. D. Johnson, yeah. D. Johnson, G. Watson. Yeah, right. Next game, Seattle Seahawks beat the Miami Dolphins 31-23. to Russell Wilson is human after all. He still had a good game, 360 yards and two touchdowns. But, man, he has been... He set the bar so high that this kind of seems like a disappointment, you know? Fitzpatrick was supposed to shred the Seahawks. Everybody was talking about how the Seahawks' pass defense is just so terrible. 
but he had 315 yards passing and two interceptions. He had 47 on the ground and a rushing touchdown that kind of saved his day and put him, uh, if you started him and you streamed him, you'd be okay, but not a great game from him. Chris Carson, though, I thought he was going to kind of be limited today because he got hurt last week, but he came back and he had an awesome day. 16 rushes for 80 yards and two touchdowns to go with 20 yards receiving. He finished with 22 fantasy points in standard. For the Dolphins, Miles Gaskin had 10 rushes for 40 yards and caught three passes for 22 yards. He finished with 6.2 fantasy points. Uh, He's definitely the guy to own in the Miami backfield, but he's not even like an RB2 week-to-week for me. I'd say if you want to play him at the flex, you probably can, but I just don't think he's got high high potential. You're not going to see a Miles Gaskin 150-yard game this year. Matt Breida, though, he was more involved than he has been in weeks past. He had three rushes for nine yards, three receptions for 39 yards. So he's the second guy. As the season goes on, I think he's going to establish himself as the best back there. I've been saying that for weeks, though, so maybe I'm wrong. Jordan Howard had two rushes for two yards to continue his torrid pace for this season, and he had one reception for negative three yards. So he finished in that category. He finished with fewer fantasy points than I did today. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, man, right? Receivers. For the Seahawks, if you had David Moore leading the Seahawks in receiving this week, you won something, I guess. He caught three of four targets, had 95 yards and a touchdown. DK had another big game, four receptions for 106 yards. I'd say he's about as consistent as any receiver in the league. He's had over 90 yards in all four games this season. Tyler Lockett had a bad game, though. Two receptions for 39 yards, but... You can't be awesome every week unless you're DK Metcalf, so it is what it is. Devontae Parker left the game early with a possible concussion, so I was pretty crestfallen at that point because I was had big hopes for Devontae Parker. But then all of a sudden he was back in the game. He finished up with 10 receptions for 110 yards, having an awesome season. You, it's really almost impossible to sit him right now. Preston Williams had one catch for 15 yards. I wouldn't have a problem with him hitting the waiver wire. I I don't think he needs to be owned in 10 or 12 team leagues right now. No, not at all. Greg Olson, he had five receptions for 35, which is a good game for PPR, but more of a streaming option. And Mike Gesicki, one catch for 15 yards today. So you're still probably starting starting him almost every week, but man. Terrible game today for Overrated. (laughs) Oh, I know you think he's overrated, Eddie. Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Chargers 38-31. Can we get a shout-out for the Chargers' defense, though? Yeah, gave up 38 points. Shout them out. No, I mean, (laughs) yeah, obviously. But they're legit, man. Even even though that they obviously lost, and uh, I saw the sarcasm in the uh, voice, (laughs) But like, yeah, it was there. <laughs> no, they're, the first, they're good, the first half, yeah, 7-7, seven, seven, holding them down. I mean, that's just what happens when you play against the GOAT. Of course, the GOAT's going to figure it out. He actually yeah. went, uh, hit five touchdowns, one interception. But that one interception, they ran that back. Yeah, I saw something. Tom Brady has four pick sixes in his last six games. Before that, he had four pick sixes in his last 101 games. So something that's 
about the know. Chargers defense. That's kind of like that Matt Schaub area. <laughs> Matt Schaub started throwing a lot of pick sixes towards the end, so I hope that's not happening. But I don't think Matt Schaub ever had 369 yards and five touchdowns. So Herbert, though, man, Herbert had a good game, too. And I think I might have been a little, little hard on old Herbert back there. But 290 yards and three touchdowns. What do you think about Tyrod, though? I think. Is it over? I think it's over. Yeah, I, I think, I I think don't, it's. At this point, I mean, unless Herbert gets hurt, how can you. I mean, the Giants could use a quarterback. <laughs> you you are correct in that, man. <laughs> maybe maybe he could go to the Giants and uh, play the first game for when they draft a quarterback next year. He could be the starter there for the first week. Lawrence is going to play a whole another year if the Giants pick first. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would. I would. <laughs> I mean, no matter what, it's it's not like I'm going to go number one next year, and whoever has the number one pick next year is going to be a dumpster fire too. So, I mean, it is what it is. Running back, Austin Eckler left this game with a hamstring injury. Man, he went down. He was grabbing it. So, like, a lot of times it's like, oh, my hamstring kind of tightened up. But that seemed like it was like – a little more than, oh, my hamstring's tight, you know? So That kind of looked like that Ken Griffey running third hamstring grab. Yeah. I hope he's not hurt, but it didn't seem You like... and me both, because yeah. if he's hurt, I'm going to play Bonifant. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's like, stupid. Yeah, I'm going to run out. Uh... Kelly, man, Eckler left in the first quarter, so I thought Kelly would have a good game, but, man, he did nothing. He had nine rushes for seven yards, channeling Jordan Howard, and he also lost a fumble, so he ended it with one point. So if uh, Eckler's out the next couple weeks, which I would be shocked if Eckler's not out at least a few weeks after that, I'd say Kelly's probably a a low-end RB2, around 22, 23 RB, you know. Uh, Rojo, he had a huge game with Fournette out, ran it 20 times for 111 yards. And and also, uh, Brady's over there passing to him like he's James White. <laughs> yeah, man. Caught six of nine targets today, so. Hey, and shout out to Scotty Miller for missing two touchdown passes. He ended up did catching one, but... He missed two that damn near hit him in the hands. Well, yeah, like you said, I I mean, it still ended up okay for the fantasy, but could have ended up awesome, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 83 and a touchdown for him. Evans had 122 and a touchdown. He's definitely top 10 the rest of the season. Keenan Allen had a bit of a disappointing game. Caught eight passes for 62 yards. Not great standard, Um, but 12 targets, man. He's... He's an every-week starter. Uh, Hunter Henry had a bit of a disappointing game. Two receptions for 39 yards. You're still starting him every week, but this is basically his basement, you know? This is as low as he can get, and that's where he went, so it is what it is. Next game, this game was ugly. We could probably run through this pretty quick. Everybody was disappointing in this one. We got the Rams, who beat the Giants 17-9. Jones had 190 in an interception. Saved by those 45 rushing yards. Even with the 45, finished last for the week. Goff had 200 and a touchdown to finish with 11, so he was basically second to last. Devontae Freeman had 33 yards, four receptions for 35. Wayne Gallman, though, six for 45. Henderson was a disappointment, only finished with 38 total yards because Malcolm Brown was the hot hand and got 56 yards. 
<laughs> Cooper Cup is basically the only person in the entire game that was worth anything. He had 69 and a touchdown. Robert Woods had 35 yards. Slayton had 48 yards. Evan Ingram had six receptions for 35 yards, which is another reason why PPR sucks. Everett outscored Higby because he had a rushing touchdown, but then he also fumbled the ball. So who would you rather have rest of season, Dalton Schultz or Tyler Higby? I got to I gotta go Higby, but I, I'm not trying to bet on it, though. That's close. No, me either. Me either. But that's pretty close. I mean, it's kind of funny because after week two, you would have thought Higby for sure. But man, even at the beginning of the season, I was a little, I was a little high on Higby. And I honestly thought, uh, what's his name? Gerald was going to do a little bit better. But uh, yeah, I put that I'd rather have Dalton Schultz, man. I get it. I mean, Dax the man. I said about the Giants offense, <laughs> if there was an ongoing dumpster fire and a train wrecked into it, <laughs> it would be the Giants offense. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, next game, Bills beat the Raiders 30-23. to Josh Allen, another good game, finishes a top five quarterback, 288 yards, two touchdowns, another rushing touchdown. Derek Carr, 311 and two touchdowns. It's kind of a Derek Carr type game. Singletary. Good game, 55 yards rushing and a touchdown. And then uh, five receptions for 21 yards. Zach Moss was out this game. Jacobs had another subpar game, 73 total yards. So, hey, that uh, Joe Mixon over Josh Jacobs picking my 16-team leaguer ain't looking too bad right now, is it? Diggs continued his awesome season. Six receptions for 115 yards. So we're going to have to go ahead and grab uh, Diggs and get him a stamp of approval right now. Hometown sports show, stamp of approval. Yeah, he, uh, he is your stamp, man. He's a beast. If you got him, you're running him out there. He almost might be uh, leaning towards that top 10 receivers. I don't think he's he'll... leaning towards that top one. Uh, okay, Eddie. Okay. I what is he, number four? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, right. I mean, he's closer to one, uh, one than 10. Okay, maybe. Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis both caught touchdowns to finish ahead of John Brown this week. None of them were really start-worthy. Cole Beasley had 9.2, which is fine. Gabriel Davis had 8.6, but John Brown had 4.2. Did you see that play? Brown caught it right at the the touchdown, and uh, they challenged it. And it looked like he had it put in possession over the goal line, but they said that uh, since he was, like, falling or something, he, I don't know. So he got a touchdown taken away, or he'd have had a definitely a start-worthy game. A lot of people were starting Renfro this week, but he only had five receptions for 57 yards, so not really a great game. The Raiders, aren't, they ain't really the team that you want to take a shot on a receiver with. Like, we, like we've said on the, the podcast already, Derek Carr is a solid quarterback, but with that being said, you don't want to take a shot with his uh, receivers at all. I agree. Tight ends, man. This is kind of funny. Jason Witten outscored Darren Waller for the Raiders today. In standard leagues, he did. Witten had 18 yards and a touchdown. While Waller had a great game, he caught 9 of... Yeah, he had 9 of 12 he caught for 88 yards, but he lost a fumble. So, Witten ended up as the as the higher uh, tight end in standard. So, that was that game. And now we are on our last game of the podcast. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Washington football team 31-17. to Lamar had, man, he hasn't been putting up good games, but he had a good game here. 193 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick. 
Then he had a 53 and a touchdown on the ground, basically on one play. He he had it would had to have been a 50 yard touchdown. Haskins had 314, no touchdowns, no picks, but he had a rushing touchdown to get him up into that top probably 20 something or other. The Ravens running backs, man, their running back situation just sucks right now. Mark Ingram had 34 and a touchdown. So if you played him and he's probably the only one you would have played, you were okay. But that's really, it's not what you're looking for. 34 and a touchdown. The Gus Bus had nine rushes for 38 and JK had, JK Dobbins had five rushes for 16 yards. It's really annoying. What's happening with JK Dobbins that they're not giving him the ball? Like, it's not like he wasn't performing earlier. Man, I, that's what I don't get. He had a, a good game week one. Then week two, he got two rushes, but it was for 47 yards. So I, I don't get why he's why they're doing this. I mean, I'd still hold on to Dobbins. You can't get rid of him because I think he's the best back on his team. But you can't start him unless there's an injury. or I think probably probably a month from now, he's probably the starter there, and he's probably worth it. So... Buy low on him. If you can maybe flip flip something for him. Antonio Gibson, best game yet this season. 46 yards and a touchdown on the ground. And, man, he had four receptions for 82 through the air. That's 18 points in standard. He is an RB2 right now. There are a couple people that I was saying, oh, he's probably a flex. Gibson's definitely an RB2, man. So... I would not trade Gibson for Dobbins, I don't think. Maybe, but... (laughs) I wouldn't trade Gibson for Montgomery either. Receivers, Hollywood Brown had a decent game. He's just going to be hit or miss, it seems like. Had four catches for 86 yards. On the other side, Terry McLaurin. He was questionable. A lot of people asking questions about, oh, should I start McLaurin? Like... Everybody that asked, like, if McLaurin's playing, you got to play him. He had 14 targets... 10 catches, 118 yards. He's a beast. Every week must play. Wide receiver two. Going to be a top 20 receiver this year. But I understand why people are scared of it, though. I understand. Because that offense offense is insane. Yeah. Like, uh, but so is Terry McLaurin, man. He's a beast in a different way. Yeah. Like, he's just one of those guys that even though the quarterback can't really produce, the only person that he is producing to is Terry McLaurin. So, I know it's uncomfortable, but you have to put him in there, man. Mark Andrews, tight end. He's back. 57 yards and two touchdowns. Easy must start at tight end. And besides Lamar, he's the only must start on the Ravens, I would say. And that is it for week four. Give us a follow on Twitter, at ShowHometown. Eddie, what's your Twitter? It's at EAK Sports underscore. Check out our Facebook group. Just search Hometown Sports Show on Facebook. Join up. That would be awesome if you did. Uh, check the yeah, website. we're trying to get a little bit more active on there, too, so reach out. Yeah, yeah. St- throw a post up and start a topic if you want. Our website will have the notes for this episode, hometownsportsshow.com. If you want the, the notes, they'll be under the news tab. Do hometownsportsshow.com slash news if you want that. Um, And also, as always, we would really appreciate if you gave us a five-star review on this podcast on Apple Podcasts. But that's it for this episode. Appreciate you guys listening and catch us later in the week for the preview. Hey, guys, remember to vote. T. Higgins for president. Deuces.